the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Steps in the city, steps in the city, they're BFFs talking gritty. Steps in the city. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Episode 80. 80. 80, lady. That's crazy. I say it every week, but 80 sounds especially crazy. It does sound pretty crazy. I mean, we've been pretty steady. I think we've taken less time off doing this show during the pandemic than we did ever before. Cause yeah, we- it's just like you don't have to really worry about scheduling as much. You know, no, like nobody's driving anywhere and it's just kind of like, hey, let's do this. Okay. Although I did see you this week. I haven't seen you since what, April? I know. I finally. Hey, folks, I finally gave Steph her birthday gift from May. <laughs> I know because I think somebody had texted me. They're like, shame on you. You haven't given her her birthday present. And I was like, oh, my God, these people. So I told uh, you just make it a Christmas gift. Nah, I got different plans for Christmas. It was a nice, um, I mean, who doesn't want to continue to celebrate their birthday in October? I was happy. Well, that's good. And it was nice because you had Albert there. So I got to get like doggy. Well, I didn't really snuggle him because he really wanted to play. He was really hyper. Yeah. Yeah. So at least I got to rub him and and talk, baby talk to him, doggy talk. something. The last time I had him here, my dad came and stayed over and he was like that with my dad. I don't know if he like wants to show off. He's not at home and someone else is in this apartment. I don't know. But yeah, he gets goofy. But little kids do that, too. He's yeah. definitely got a very human personality on him. Youthful. <laughs> yeah. But, like, kids do that, too. Like, a new person comes in the house and they want to sh- they want to show that new person all their treasures. Either that yeah. or they get super shy and they hide. My oldest son, it was really funny because any blonde girl, it didn't matter. He, if he saw them, like, he would hide. He would hide his face and then sneak <laughs> looks. Like, he would have the biggest crush on all the pretty blonde girls. It was so cute. And I'm like, all right, we know what he's going to like when he gets older. Yeah. But, yeah, kids are like that. You know, they want to... They wanna, they want to be the cool person in the room for the new yeah, person. Yeah, I think I remember, like, someone being over and I wanted to, like, show them maybe our guinea pig or something. And I think my mom said, like, you're just showing off because someone's here. Like, stop. And that was, like, extra embarrassing. Like, don't call me out. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to let kids develop their social skills. Fuck, I used to, I was, like, three or four years old, and I would roam around the neighborhood and go have tea with all the old people. And my mom, <laughs> she didn't give a fuck where I was. I would come home, and she's like, where were you? I was like, oh, next door having tea. <laughs> like, good thing you had a, a good neighborhood. Yeah, I did have a good neighborhood. I mean, I'm still friends with majority of the people I grew up with, and I still like am, am in contact with all the moms of the neighborhood. So um, most of the dads, unfortunately, have passed, but except for the one dad that smoked a lot of pot, like he's definitely still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said for that. You know what? That's the truth. My mom, I remember her telling me, she's like, well, you know, 
you know, Miss S across the street told me I just needed a good stiff joint. And she thought it meant like she needed a good fuck, like a good dick. <laughs> like, oh she my didn't God. Know, she didn't know it meant like pot. So well, like technically kind of a dick isn't really a joint. So like what was she really? Like? I don't know. It was like the early 70s. So I don't know what my mom was thinking. <laughs> And I do remember the few times my mom tried smoking pot. She must be allergic to it or something because she would puke everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. One Christmas she got high with one of my cousins and like she was wearing her fancy fur coat. My dad had to pull over because she was puking everywhere. Yeah. But she she also drank. So, I mean, I'm sure mixing the two. Yeah, I think sometimes when you mix that... That's yeah, probably. Well, let me tell you, like she was the best example for we don't want to drink or get high when we're older because nobody wants to do that. Like puke on the side of the road. <laughs> so, yeah, it well, helped, right? You didn't. You never drank, really. Uh, no, I only got drunk once. That's when Ed took me to like a party with his friends, and I didn't know I couldn't mix stuff, and I had. I don't even know. I could never remember it. I think I just have a mental block. It was peach schnapps and something else. It wasn't a fuzzy navel because that's orange juice. But like, good for you for learning the lesson and being done with it. Like, you know, oh, how many times I I've said up. I'm never drinking again. And <laughs> no, I hate, <laughs> I hate throwing up. So yeah, and then I don't here like I'm it either. St- I don't well, know. Yeah, but you're like one of those types like my sister. She would just like lean over and she'd be fine. And oh, I'm no, like, no, no. I'm not like that if I'm drunk. No oh, way. really? Oh, I can't like puke and rally. No, that's not happening. Oh, one time I was does. able to do it. We were at Bourbon Street and my friend, I think it was my birthday. And he said, do you want a shot? And I said, yeah. And I, I said, get me whatever. And he brought it and I just like took it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was basically like nail polish remover. It was Bacardi 151, Ooh. which is like 151 yeah. proof or whatever. I went in the yeah. bathroom and I just threw up that shot and then I was fine. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's the only time where I've like thrown up and been like, all right, let's go. <laughs> no, my sister was like, we, like her nickname when we were younger was Chugger. Like she... You would give her like a whole pitcher of beer and she would chug it. I don't even think she was like 18 yet. And well, uh, props to both of you, her for being able to do that and you for learning the lesson <laughs> right away. Oh, I puked that once and then I was in, Ed had a Fiero and we were driving and I was like, Ed, does my hair smell like puke? He's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. Like I could tell he was like, fuck, I got to babysit this person now because <laughs> I was probably 15 or 16 at the time. God. I'll have to ask him what the name of that drink was again. I never remember. It was not a fuzzy navel. What else would you make with peach schnapps? I don't know. I don't like peach. Yeah, anything, but then I had a so. beer and then that's when I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. Yeah. Huh. So now I, I can do like wine tastings and stuff, but I know my limit. So like I get really happy and I'm like, I love you. You're so much fun. And then I know like get a glass of water. Otherwise, like. The next step might be you don't feel good and you're going to not have any more fun. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just depends on what I'm drinking and my mood. I don't really have like a set drunk mood, you know? No. I know the one time I took Molly and the next oh, day I said something crazy. to Tina about that. And she was like, oh, my God, no wonder you were so nice in such a good mood. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I must really be an asshole normally. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like an epiphany to her. Like, oh my god, that's why you were being so nice. <laughs> that's why I liked you so much. <laughs> and like, it is. You just feel nice. Like, it's just the greatest feeling. But the next day, man, I would be like crying. I've only done it twice, and so it, it, it really was not... brought you down. Okay. The next day, it's because it like your serotonin, well, I guess, goes so crazy. Yeah. So yeah. then it's just like depleted the next day. So I just, I remember I was like driving somewhere. I was just like sobbing for nothing. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to try that. I personally think that everything I got going on with my brain and my body, it's a really fine line of balance. Oh, yeah. So I have a feeling like if I fuck with it, even when I did that stupid shot for my knee with those steroids, I was like, give me more food. Leave me alone. <laughs> like I was like, and it, that happened for a couple days and I knew why. So, you know, I was able to like rationalize it and, you know, be quiet and sit in the corner and just eat my food. <laughs> like, you know, but I don't know that. Yeah, I just I wasn't made to be a partying kind of girl. I like I'm to, a, you know, try. I'm things. a sturdy, loyal, hard worker. That's about it. How boring, <laughs> right? <laughs> eh. <laughs> eh, boring. Everyone's <laughs> got to have their thing, although I don't really party much anymore, so. No, you know what I've been doing, especially now that it's cold out again, I'm excited. So I have my, I have like a fishbowl full of different tea bags. So I will like brew myself a cup of tea in the evening and I'll put a little Jameson's in it and then it'll be like on the couch. Teabagging yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just fall asleep (laughs) on the couch. I snore a little bit and the kids don't even know. (laughs) So. Hey. I don't know. That sounds cozy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, get the get the Jamesons. I'm having a cup of tea, um, which pro- somebody will probably be like, "That's disgusting." But to me, it tastes fine. It's a hot cup of tea, and yeah, I mean, whatever. if you could put Jim Beam in hot chocolate, why can't you put Jamesons? I in put hot Fireball in coffee. Like, fuck everyone. It's Ooh, good. That sounds kind of nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have a ton of hot cocoa. My oldest loves the Williams and Sonoma. Like it's actually like shaved chocolate. He's got expensive so, tastes. Well, and my ex mother in law, she brings it. She, she like gives him a thing of it all the time. So I have like five of them in my cabinet. Well, shit, yeah, that's good stuff. Mix that with some alcohol. Yeah, I should do that. I should do that because we have like all the different varieties, like the dark, the the milk, like all the different flavors. She keeps buying them. Well, in my very large birthday gift, the bag of goodies, you did put a thing of Jim Beam vanilla. Yes. And next time you come over, we'll have to try that. Bring (laughs) some of that Williams-Sonoma hot chocolate. Oh, I will. He just got another can from her the other day. And you know what? God bless her. I love her. She was probably the reason I stayed married as long as I did because I really loved my mother-in-law. I still do. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, she didn't have any daughters. And, uh... You know, if God forbid something happens to my ex-father-in-law, I I will absolutely take care of her in her old age. Like, I would have no problems with that. My mom, on the other hand, she's going in the home. (laughs) But (laughs) my ex-mother-in-law, no, she sent sent home like three Dooney and Bork purses the other day for me. Oh, wow. Well, because she doesn't have any daughters. And I know the granddaughters don't want that kind of stuff. So... Yeah. So I just tell her, thank you. Like she's always sending something home. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And her and I always had the same size foot. So when she she would buy shoes and be like, I don't like them. And I'd be like, thanks. And they would be Brighton or, you know, (laughs) 
shoot, give me all her fancy shit. I don't, I'm not going to say no. Really quick. This really doesn't need to be on the podcast, but sorry, everyone. What size <laughs> shoe do you wear? I, I, I am an eight to a nine. Okay. It just depends on what type of shoe. Well, I might remind me, I might have a pair of shoes if you want them. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll come over. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a shoe shop. I guess we should see what's poppin'. What's poppin'? Here we go. Here's Tari. It's what's poppin', Steph. What's poppin'? Um, so this week we all know that we should be voting if you can early vote. I voted. Um, you voted? I did it Friday night. I sat down and I looked up the judges and I did my whole ballot. Now I just gotta go drop it off because I'm not mailing it. Yeah, so Joe and I both have our mail-in ballots, and there are several locations here in Lake County, we're in Lake County, Illinois is where I'm at, and that you can go in and early vote. And I asked him, I'm like, because you can just hand in your paper ballot that you got to vote by mail, and you can actually vote inside. And he's like, fuck that. He's like, I'm just going to fill out this ballot and give it back to him. I'm like, okay. It was nice to do it at home because you could actually look people up if you wanted, you know, like when you're in that little booth, I'm just like, "Eh, I don't know any judges or anything. Same. But I guess somebody said, maybe it was Ed, he had said that uh, you can bring in like a cheat sheet with you. Yeah, but I never like prepared like that. I just had to like Like, actually be in front of the computer. Yeah, I don't look up who's running before I get in there. It's like you get in there and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah, but mine's um, sitting here. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna mail it. I'm just gonna go. They have a ton of drop boxes. So. I was just gonna say, at any of the early uh, voting places, polling places, you can just drop it off there. So, just look it up. I know you're you're in Chicago, so there's got to be a million of them out there's here. There lot. is too. It seems like every city in Lake County has a polling place. Well, so. now because I did it finally Friday night. I mean, this thing's been sitting here for weeks. Um, anytime now I'm seeing, which was what we were talking about, everyone mm-hmm. telling you to go vote. I'm like, I already voted. Now shut up. <laughs> oh, Facebook. There's actually a hack. Uh, you could probably Google it. I've had a lot of friends um, post the hack, like, because every day you sign into Facebook and it's popping up like, did you vote? Did you vote? Did you vote? Did you vote? You can shut that off. If oh, it's yeah. Tra- I forgot that that was popping up there. Uh-huh, I told you I don't yeah. really go on Facebook much, but I do remember seeing that. Yeah. So if it's bothering you, like some people, do, they get a little irritated. Me, I just ignore it. Like, whatever. It could say, like, your house is on fire. And I'd be like, what? Because I just ignore <laughs> stuff. Um, But yeah, you can shut that off if you like. But yeah, I have my ballot. Joey has his. And so I guess maybe we'll do that tonight. And then I can drop them off at one of the polling places. And then my oldest... the only thing it can figure out is like his dad and him they have the same first names so maybe when they looked up his signature they looked at my exes and you know what i mean so they they said no uh, ballot for you because your signature doesn't match and oh so now he has to actually go to a polling place but uh, he's not afraid of anything so he said he'd rather go do that anyway so. Yeah, that's what my, I saw my grandma this weekend. She's like, I'm just going to go. I mean, she lives in a dopey little town where there's like no one yeah. there. But she's like, I don't care. I'm just going to go and vote on the third. I'm like, well, good for you. I'm yeah, doing I, the early thing. 
I would hope like if you if you plan on going and voting in person, just do it early because on the third, it's going to be bananas. Yeah, it's going to be bananas. Um, So I have uh, I have some uh, a PSA from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, okay. Voting. It's as American as French fries or Chinese food, (laughs) but it sure can be complicated. Hi, I'm Jay, and this is my head of life mate, Silent Bob. And we're here to tell you how easy it is to vote with Silent Bob's basic four-point plan. Number one, find a place to vote. Number two, use your voice. By number three, casting your vote. And when you do this, you will, number four, tell your government who you want in charge. So F U C T easy as one, two, three, four. Or F U C T. So remember, on November third, Jay and Silent Bob want you to get fucked. And then they have a they have a sticker instead of saying like I voted, it was like fucked on it. That was cute. Get fucked. Maybe that's what it was. But it looked like an I voted sticker. I have my little sticker and I took like a picture with it after I voted, but I was like literally in my underwear, like in a sports bra and my underwear. Like I mean they were like shorts or like boy short underwear, but I'm like, oh, I can't really like I kind of put the held the sticker up just to take a selfie in case I wanted to post it at some point that I voted. But where'd you get the sticker? It came with the ballot. Oh, man, I got ripped off. I didn't get that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to look in the envelope again. But I think I would have noticed if I got a cute sticker in there. It's like on a card. You have to like peel it. Hmm. One side of it's a sticker. And I don't know. Maybe Lake County. They're just cheapskates. Maybe I saw I someone I say got, they voted early and there were no stickers. Yeah. So. Well, I got Chinese food the other day and they jipped me on the freaking fortune cookies. I'm like digging around in the bag. I'm like, what the fuck? There's no fortune cookie? Like, that's unheard of. That's like the best part. Right? Yeah. So whatever. This week is Mercury in retrograde. I'm just blaming it on that. <laughs> um. So Time Magazine, for the very first time since its fit first issue in 1923, replaced the word time, replaced its logo with the word vote. Um, so that, I think, is absolutely like telling. Like, yeah, y- this is important. Super important. Uh, so it was a double issue, um, for November 2nd, double issue, and it covers the final days of the 2020 presidential election. Um, and they said few events will shape the world to come more than the result of the upcoming U.S. presidential election. The editor in chief and CEO Edward Felsenthal wrote in a note to readers. Um, so yeah, they swapped their logo for the very first time. And then I ran into, like, I was so surprised by these numbers stuff. Like, yeah, so I surprised. It was, I told you, though, I've been saying Gen Z, they're my people. Yeah. Well, so this guy's a doctor. Well, at least that's, that's what his profile says. He probably is not, but he just says MD after there. Right. So he says, I know that as a millennial, the love I have for Gen Z will never be returned. And frankly, my, (laughs) my generation probably doesn't deserve it anyway. I agree, doctor. I agree. Yeah. He said, but let's fucking go Gen Z. The kids are all right. So as of, I want to say this was probably Friday, um, early voting in battleground states 
in the age group from 18 years old to 29 years old in Florida. And so I'm going to give you the 2016 stats for Florida, North Carolina, and Michigan. So in 18 to 29, 18 to 29 age group in 2016, Florida had 44,107 early um, voting from that Mm -hmm. age group. North Carolina had 25,150, and Michigan had 7,572. So now, four years later, in our election in 2020, Florida has 257,720 early voters in this age group. Mm-hmm. North Car- So that's over 200,000 more. <laughs> And then North Carolina, 204,986 voters. And Michigan, 145,201. So like well over, I mean, hundreds of thousands more votes than 2016 from that age group, 18 to 29. It's like 500% or something, you know, like it's It's insane. insane. But you figure they were at the age where they could understand what was going on in 2016 as far as the election and how fucked up that became. And uh, now that they're old enough to vote, just like you were when you turned 18, like, fuck, yeah, this is my right and I'm going to do it. There was a stat, I think, after the 2016 election about like um, like uh, young voters, like 18 to 22 or something. Mm -hmm. And just if you just looked at them and how much they voted and how they voted, it was it felt promising to me. So this tracks with it. Yeah. Well, Good. and they, they're the ones that really are, uh, you know, they're harnessing all this tech that we have to kind of work to their advantage. Like, look at that one big rally that they they bought all the tickets and Trump's like, yeah, I'm awesome. I got millions of people coming. And it was all these Gen Z and TikTok kids that were like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so um, that I thought was just so cool. When I saw those stats, I was like, wow, you know, yeah. these this younger generation really is using their voice. They truly are. So, um, you know me and I love music. And for the very first time, Beastie Boys licensed a song for an ad. And it was for Joe Biden ad. They had never licensed any of their music for for any ads. And honestly, I respect bands more when they when they don't license their music for commercials and shit like that. I want to say the first time I heard you two on a commercial, I was like, oh, sellouts. Like, <laughs> you don't have enough fucking money, really. Um, some songs just work. I work at an ad agency. So, like, come on. Some songs. Well, true. You got to be emotive, you know. I don't know. I think I was, you know, I'm like one of those brooding music people. Like, stay music true snob. to your craft. Um, but so the Basie Boys, uh, they allowed... Joe Biden to use Sabotage, which is a really, it's a jam. Yeah, that's a Um, really good song. And it was such a good spot. It truly was. It was all about this um, music venue in Michigan called The Blind Pig. And the owner was talking about how hard the pandemic has hit the music scene and um, venue owners and musicians. And it was like a, a really, really good commercial or 
I don't know, what do you want to campaign ad? It was just so good. And it really didn't feel overly political. It was just like, this is what's been happening in this world to us as music um, people. And at the end, like Joe Biden said, you know, I'm Joe Biden. I approve this message. And it was such a good commercial. But here's the fucking shitty part of it. So it had to get removed from the Internet because the owner of the blind pig, Joe Malcoon, and his family started getting death threats. God. So this is what aggravates me. And what really what's going to happen when Trump does lose on November 3rd? Are these people just going to start going after everybody? Like, seriously, you're I mean, I think like it's I I think it's both sides. I think they get too crazy. But I I don't know. I can't even say that he's going to lose. So I don't even want to. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Wait till we get to some. (laughs) I can't think about this. But I I just felt so bad because it was such a good commercial. It was really like this, the voice of the, mu- you know, the music community, the, the just the artists out there. It was such a good message. It w- really wasn't that political. And so now they had to pull that ad. And, and, you know, Joe Biden said, you know, before more harm gets done, let's just pull it. You know, it's yeah. not worth people getting hurt and families having to hide out because of it. So... That just kind of pissed me off. And it's got a BC Boy song and it's not going to be played right. now. What the hell? So, I mean, you, I don't know if you could still find it. I'm sure if we posted it, they might pull it since they've pulled it off the Internet. So um, or I might not even be able to access that link that I saved. So who knows? Um, <clears throat> we, there's hope stuff. There's hope for us. What's uh, the hope? There's there's hope in uh, in outer space. Um, NASA just successfully touched down on an asteroid. And this, I think, is really cool. Like, you know, you put your quarters in the, you try to win the fucking stuffed animal in the claw machine and you can't even do that. Like, somehow from 200 million miles away, NASA and Lockheed Martin um, instructed this spacecraft from 200 million miles away to descend to the surface of the space rock called Bennu. And pick up some, like, dirt or whatever off of the asteroid. Wow. Like, right. Like, that's, like, the supreme, like, skills of a gamer you have to have to do that. Um, the interesting thing is about this space rock is that it that this space rock's path is um, at risk of crashing into Earth within the next hundred years. So it is one of the most potentially hazardous asteroids with a non-negligible chance of impacting the Earth at some point in the 22nd century. So, so is they it want- like they're on it, this thing is on it, and it can like blow it up like in Armageddon? Oh, in Armageddon. I love that movie. Um, I don't know that it can blow it up, but you would think like if they could have landed something on there to just pick up some rocks that they probably could land something on there and put like a nuclear weapon on it like they did in Armageddon. Yeah. We'd have to if ask it's, like, like in headed to Earth. It seems like we want to put a stop to that. Yeah. So I think this mission was just to see if they could do it, like land something on it. And then their um thoughts are like whatever they can collect off of this asteroid might tell them what it's made out of. Because, you know, when the guys from Armageddon got up there, 
they didn't realize what kind of material they were dealing with. Remember, they blew through all those diggers trying to get through. It was like an iron. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. So, like, well, they were breaking all of their, like, drill bits or whatever because they couldn't dig through it. And so I think this is along those lines. They're trying to figure out what is this asteroid made out of so that we could blow it up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, maybe they'll let Bruce Willis do it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, somebody's filling the tea stuff. On it's the about Trump- time. This was so long ago. I don't know why she's doing it now. Like, I, they, you know, had I years. She's a weirdo. Here's the thing, though. If you had, like, some juicy shit on it, a family that is, I don't know, I think they're kind of dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, I would be on the fence, too, about blowing the whistle. I guess. I think even... Even just like being a whistleblower at work is scary enough, you know? Yeah. Um. So this Aubrey O'Day, but she, and I did not know she was in that band Danity Kane. Mm-hmm. Making I the did band. Not know that. P. Diddy's making the band. Yes. Remember that? Yeah, that was um, Danity Kane. So, she, so this Aubrey O'Day is rumored to have had an affair with Donald Trump Jr. back in 2006. Which I don't understand at all because he's so not cute. Ugh. You know, I saw both, like, both Trump boys and then they, they had like Beavis and Butthead and I'm like, exactly. They <laughs> look is. like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, they look like demons. <laughs> but so right after the debate, she got on Twitter, I guess, and was totally tweeting up a storm, but she's since deleted some of them. But she basically was calling Trump a hypocrite and for criticizing Joe Biden's family. So um, her tweets had read, uh, since Trump has now lowered this debate to trashing family, Don Jr. hates his father. Ivanka is a lesbian on the low. Eric fucked Miss Universe on the apprentice boardroom table while he was with his now wife. And then she did hashtag debates 2020. And then she had a gif attached to the tweet and it said, I have the receipts. So, um, and I guess in 2018, she even released a song titled DJT about an ex-boyfriend. Yeah, so, they like I think because when she was on Apprentice, that was like the rumor. And then since she has like tweeted little things here and there, like attacking them. But this was the first like bam, bam, bam. These like she said also said something that she tweeted that Don Jr. hated Baron. And thought he was like a little asshole and he, yes. he threw a plate across a private jet one time. I don't know. It was just like, Aubrey, why are you doing this now? Like, just, just come on. She's just a little goofy. I mean, um, you know, people get so worked up. I I don't even know how I started following this guy. Apparently, some of my friends follow him, too. It's Jeff Brown. And I think he's like one of those like life coaches. And he posts like... um he just posts like positive stuff about, you know, working through things and being a better person, you know, like manifesting a better life. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen him post anything political. And the other day he basically posted something and I, 
I think he might have written it himself, but it might have been a repost from somebody else. But it basically said, like, look, if you are an adult that never ate vegetables, you found your guy. Speaking about Donald Trump, if you are someone that's a racist, you found your guy. If you're a sexist, you found your guy. Like it was just going through everything. And the bottom line of this whole post was, is that so many people share so many toxic traits with this man that that is what the appeal is, is these people recognize the toxicity in themselves because it's in him, too. So then they support him. And I've been saying that all along. Remember, I said I was talking to my mom one day and I'm like, you know why so many people with you know, issues like this man is because they see their illness in him. <laughs> they, <laughs> they feel like they have something in common. And she just shut up really fast because she's a Trumper. But so then I just all I did was post like I've been saying this for four years that uh, all these people with toxic traits recognize and love that that he shares the same toxic traits. Oh, my God, Steph, I have never like there were so many other people commenting. I can't tell you how many people were telling me that, uh, you know, I was toxic and I needed to look at myself in the mirror and blah, blah. There were so many what trolls. What was this on? Facebook? It was on Facebook. And it's funny because like um, Superfan Marilyn, she like posted like a little uh, a gif about like toxic people in, in like a toxic uh, nuclear barrel, whatever. I don't know. She posted something. And of course, like 400 people were like, love, like, 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 like. But then there were so many other people that were like, you have problems and blah, blah. They were like ripping me. And of course, I didn't respond because I'm not going to engage with people that A, are uneducated, B, can't fucking spell and C, like when I looked up a few of these people to see like who they were, they were fucking freaks. They were weirdos or they were trolls like they didn't even have any profiles to look at. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know, like this was ridiculous. I hardly ever post on anything. But that post, I had to say it like, thank God I'm not the only one that thinks this. And of course, you know, whatever, 400 other people said, yeah, we think the same thing. But then there were that small minority that it's like they just sit there and wait for anything. Like, I don't know. I didn't even post anything specific. It was just something I think in the beginning of quarantine and like three different Facebook friends had to say something. And it was like, you just sit here and wait. Like you have like a a scent out for that. And as soon as you pick up on one word, you're going to get on that post and say something. Do you know how much bullshit I ignore of all of yours? Shut the fuck up. Right. Well, I think I've done a really good job of weeding through my friends list um, of like, you know, that's what I was going to ask if it was Facebook. How did these people even... Because I posted on like a public. So he's he has a ton of followers. Oh, you posted it on his page? So he posted this and I just responded like, oh, my God, yes, I've been saying this for the past four years. Uh, It was was simply like three sentences. It wasn't like I think Trump is garbage. Like it wasn't I didn't even mention Trump's (laughs) name. I just said like, holy cow. Yes. Like, you know, I've been thinking the same thing for four years. And then all of a sudden, like all these people. And of course, like I said, like they're crazy people that can't spell or you can't even make sense out of what they're trying to say. And then two Trump supporters were arguing with each other and then in the end realized that they were on the same team. And I'm just like, (laughs) you fucking people are nuts. Like, I'm not going to engage with any of you. 
And I rarely ever comment. And at that, when I made that comment, I really didn't think it would make a difference because so many other people had made comments. But apparently the trolls found me. So I, one of my favorite things on like very just whatever news stories is you just click even on like entertainment weekly, like you just click the comments just to like entertain yourself. And I mean, people are just nuts. They tie, they used to tie everything back to Obama. Like, it's mm-hmm. just it's just madness. So or Hillary's yeah. emails or Hillary look for this. anything. Yeah, uh, no, uh, but uh, but the, the trolls have been out there forever. And I told you, I think I have one friend that he was like kindest, nicest guy. I, I like never had an issue with him. And yet every time there was like an accident in Chicagoland, he would like pop on there and go like, let's pray for the tow truck. Let's pray for the car. Like it was, what? He, he was like trolling all of these like accident posts. Cause people would be like, Oh, well, I'm praying for the family or I'm praying for the victims. And he would like put down that he, you know, like mocking religion, you know, I'm praying for the car that it gets repaired. Like he would just make such shitty trolley comments. And I think I called him out on it once and I haven't seen any more. Mentally, mentally ill or something. But you would never know that. Like he's such a nice guy. Like I was floored. I don't know. Sometimes you're too nice. I probably wouldn't have liked him. (laughs) Stuff's like you don't. I would have have picked up on it. You're like your radar sucks. You give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you're way too trusting and nice. Not me. I'm probably overly the other end of the spectrum. But we'll find a happy medium somewhere. I need to be more like you. You're right. I do give people the benefit of the doubt way too often. I mean, there had to be something about someone who searches out accident posts. There had to be something telling there, and I'm sure I, agree. I would have saw it. But I don't think I ever would have seen that. He's just always was such a great friend. Like, I don't think I ever would have seen that. Like, you know, one day in, you know, the year 2018, you're going to be trolling for accidents on <laughs> the Internet. Like, I don't. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. But uh, We'll just teach each other to be a little bit more. <laughs> Like one another. Cynical. <laughs> yeah, be a little bit more cynical and not trusting. And I'll try. I don't know that I can promise I'll try to be nicer and trusting. But we can talk like that. We can say that that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, people used to wear those little bracelets. Like, what would Jesus do? I'll just be like, what would Steph do? Oh, that's my fucking favorite. They still have the bumper stickers. And oh, like, really? <laughs> and then they act like a psycho when they're driving. Like, what would Jesus do? I'll like scream out the window. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) There was like, I'll have to post it on uh, Instagram. There was something like, you know, I'm kind and I love everybody. And and that it says, oh, me, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm kind and loving and blah, blah, blah. And then the next one, also me. Where's your fucking turn signal? (laughs) Like, Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know that I'm that kind and loving, but I'm definitely a road rager. Oh, yeah. Same. Although lately the roads have been like my commute every day has been, you know, knock on wood, like pretty chill. Like some days I get there and I'm like, I must have been on autopilot because like that was fast. Like I don't even remember passing anybody or what. That's kind of scary when that happens, though. Yeah. When when you're just like in a trance the whole drive and you're like, how did I even get here? Right. Or you're talking on the phone or whatever. And then the next thing you know, you're like, oh, here's my exit. I can't tell you how many times I've passed my exit. Cause I was like, oh fuck, I wasn't even, I was just driving. So yeah. 
Uh, speaking of driving, you have here, she was driving the SNL bus last night. Yeah, I was wondering why she wasn't doing music on there. Adele hosted SNL, and she said in the monologue that her album's not done yet. So that burst my bubble, because I was just so sure she was going to give us an album, like, next month. But apparently not. I think next year's, like, our best bet. Yeah. Although right now... I don't do I need anything more to like make me want to cry. <laughs> Maybe That's it was true. for the best. <laughs> yeah. Her songs are definitely tearjerkers. Yeah. So especially when we're all stuck in the house all went. Yeah, I guess this is a good thing now that I yeah. talked through it. <laughs> Yeah, so, but, well, yeah. maybe next year for Adele. But for those of you that do watch SNL, um, next week, I think for sure I'll tune in only for the musical guest. I don't even remember who's hosting, but the musical guest is The Strokes. And I've really been into their new album Did, this year. Oh, they do have something new out? I was wondering why they Oh, were. yes. You should listen to it. It definitely is right up my alley. It's got like a real 80s feel to it and... Um, my favorite song is Eternal Summer and uh John Mulaney yeah. is hosting for the record. Who is? John Mulaney. Oh, John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the strokes are on. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna tune in for that. So a couple of skits I saw, I thought Adele did a good job. I just don't really think of her as like a know. comedian or an actress, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But it was cute. Like they did a bachelor thing that was kind of cute. So, oh, yeah, somebody mentioned that. I didn't watch it. I don't know. I was like into some. I went on Netflix. I'm like, all right, romance movies. I don't even know what kind of movie it was, but I mean, it was cute. And it was you watch The Kissing Booth? No, I haven't watched that yet. My one coworker is so into like every romantic comedy and like Hallmark movie. And she was telling me to watch that. I'm like, that looks so stupid. I'm not watching it. Maybe I will watch it. But I don't maybe, know. I finished yeah. I finished Emily in Paris and I was like, oh my God, I want more episodes. I love this show. <laughs> and then I watched um The Duchess, and that's with Catherine Ryan, I think her name is. And she's a Canadian um comedian and comedian and um it was a really cute show too and then I was like man I want the next episode like it was they were both like super cute shows I told you to watch them you haven't watched them yet no sorry yeah so and then last night I don't know I was just like flipping around I watched a couple scary movies nothing that I did watch this movie and I'm like god how have I never seen this it was the big wedding with um Robert De Niro and um Robin Williams and Susan uh, Sarandon. I, think I saw that. It was cute. It was it like was... in the last 10 years, maybe, right? I thought it said 2017, but hasn't Robin Williams been gone for longer than that? Yeah, I think he died in like 2014. Okay. I wasn't wearing my glasses, so I really didn't catch the number on that. But I think it was um, one that I watched, like maybe me and Davion put it on one night, just like you could tell it was kind of like dumb but it seemed entertaining you know exactly it was kind of cheesy but it was entertaining you know like robert de niro is always solid you know susan sarandon was cute and then who's that other she's been in so many movies it's not annette benning it's the other saoirse ronan no no (laughs) that she was in like the something wives club 
and she Diane Keaton. Yes, Diane Keaton. Yes, she okay. was in it. So I mean, there were some cute moments. Um, but yeah, so I just watched a bunch of cheesy shit. We were talking. We did a Zoom for work on Friday for my coworker's birthday, and we were just like all talking, and um, they were talking about watching that ha- haunt, haunting of Hill House or whatever. And yeah. then now the season two is that Blind Manor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't watch stuff like that. And then I'm like, well, I guess I watch like real crime. I don't like like <laughs> ghosts and stuff like that, but I'll watch like Dateline and like shit that's probably worse because it's well, real. Unsolved Miseries. We yeah, watched- they, they let, <laughs> didn't they release new episodes? Yeah, I watched an episode last night because I was like looking online and there was a story about the big the um tsunami that hit that one town it's like a long name like ishikishimoto or something and like so many people died and there's still is it so on many unsolved mysteries it's on unsolved mysteries but i'm Ooh. warning you you have to pay attention because it's all in japanese but it has subtitles like the whole episode i don't, I don't mind that but it was talking about how these people were killed so quickly and that that region of Japan is so rural that people are um, people were really grounded in their religion and their, you know, their faith and their beliefs that um, and so many houses were destroyed that all of these people that were killed like their souls are not at rest because they can't find their homes and so it was talking about how this one poor lady kept getting possessed by all of these um, people that had died in the tsunami so then this buddhist um reverend i know they kept calling him a reverend but whatever he is i can't watch this right now i feel like i would be so scared well and then they were saying like these cab drivers they would pick people up and the people would be dripping wet (gasps) they would get in the taxis and they would give them the address and so the taxi drivers would drive them all the way there and then they would marry right and they would turn around to collect the fare and there would be nobody in the car so um yeah definitely like a lot of uh, yeah i don't know i don't know if i can do it i i watched the first whatever they released like six of them mm-hmm. and i don't remember being like scared to go to bed or anything but right now I, you're talking about it i feel really creeped out so i don't do know you? yeah it was I definitely... be in a different mindset i can't take it <laughs> yeah i'm and when I, but i get it like you know the, the, that these people died so quickly and they even said some of these ghosts would say, am I dead? And this one lady who was a medium, she would, she said she would have to tell so many of them like, yes, you're dead. Go on into the next place. They're waiting for you. You know, like, I don't know. It was kind of crazy how many ghost stories there were, but then they, they go on to talk. Like I was reading another article today and there was a big plane crash that Years ago, that happened like in the Everglades in Florida. And while not everybody died, they still lost like 100 people that passed away, you know, on the on, in the crash. But they recycled some of the airplane parts onto other airplanes. And so people would claim to see the ghosts of the crew from the flight that crashed and died on these other airplanes. Like that kind of freaked me out. Yeah, I can't do it. And it's like, hey, that lady was getting me a drink. Oh, that was a ghost. Let me get you your drink. (laughs) 
Let me off this airplane. Yeah, seriously. So who's why? I don't Lily even know James. this. I just so this Lily James actress. I think she's dating Matt Smith, who like was on Doctor Who. I don't know any of this really, but, but it like, was a Lily weird James, story. Her name's familiar. What is she in right now? Uh, um, I don't, right, honestly, t- I don't even know. I just about threw this on here I'll... because there okay. was a story like in the last month that she would like cheated with Dominic West, who I don't even really know either. I think he was on The Affair and he's got a look that I hate, like uh, Clive Owen. You know, that actor that was in that Oh, no, movie? I know who Dominic West is. He's been in a bunch of like I movies. hate his like, I just feel like he just looks creepy and gross. But he apparently cheated with Lily James. And then like the next couple days later dominic west and his wife are like out on the street in front of paparazzi like making out and like left a note that said like we're very much in love it was very weird so that's what like stuck in my brain like what are these two people doing this is strange but now i just saw which i'm into because army hammer who i think is very cute yes um, i know they're saying that she is the reason that army hammer is getting divorced because she film some movie with him and they were like cozying up so i don't even know and i wrote it down saying she's a hoe so maybe my anti-feminist side should not i shouldn't say that being a feminist but like what are you doing girl um she was in mama mia and she was in cinderella baby driver oh this is where i've seen her on netflix it just released um rebecca is the name of the movie that's i think where her and army hammer that's okay that thing yeah so that and she's been in downton abbey pride and prejudice and zombies which i don't know that i saw that but i did read the book that was I bet davion saw it he's seen every iteration of pride and prejudice oh has he <laughs> and he's probably read every iteration of pride and prejudice i really liked that series of pride and prejudice and and the, um zombies and there was another one with the vampires i think i don't know i really enjoyed those books that's Um, like his favorite mr darcy and everything so that's where her name is familiar because i just watched that rebecca so she seems to be a little hoe but i guess go get yours and dominic west um and his wife are weirdos and army hammer's still cute so there's that story (laughs) well but maybe dominic west and his wife are like into you know non-monogamy and whatever you never know oh i don't even like i remember did he win an award one year or he was nominated i remember being like who is this guy i just don't like his look and it's like that clive owen guy like there's just something about their faces i don't like i don't want to see them i'm looking him up right now dominic clive owen no dominic west so he was in the affair, he won the British Academy Television Award for Best Actor, portraying the serial killer Fred West, inappropriate adult. Um, he was Jean Valjean or whatever in Les Misérables. Uh, I yeah, don't, I don't know think I've what ever I, seen him in anything, but I've I just seen don't him like in him. Something, and I remember like, oh well, whatever. You know, he wasn't. I don't know what movie. Oh, Mona Lisa Smile, maybe he was in. Um, I just, he's got a creepier face, I think. So he just has, uh, to me, just looks like an arrogant guy. So, maybe oh, that's he was part Jigsaw in uh, Marvel's Punisher. Warzone. Oh, I was like, wait, in 
um what's that scary movie <laughs> jigsaw isn't that the guy's name oh jigsaw was a scary movie too yeah that's what i thought i was like how do you even know doesn't he wear that creepy mask <laughs> yeah i don't know what else he was in but i definitely had seen him in something maybe the affair that was on showtime yeah i didn't watch that i just yeah, know i'm but- from award season uh, definitely, yeah. I mean, but it, I used to watch a lot of BBC stuff, so I probably have seen them in other, other Saw stuff. Saw is the movie, which I just realized Jigsaw Saw. Oh, Saw? Yeah, I can't watch those. They're, no. they're just creepy. Uh, What else do we have on our list here? Yeah, I, you're I, really making, you have pictures of hot dogs, and I have to go take care of cats after we're done recording, and I think I'm going to stop for hot dogs after. Hell yeah. These so, look so good. If if you know Chicago, you know one of the most famous hot dog spots in Chicago is called the Wiener Circle, and they even had, like, their own reality show at one point. Like, you go in there and you get your hot dogs with insults, which is fine, you know, people love it. But they're doing these three-inch hot dogs, and they're calling them three-inch Trump footlongs. So, um, but they look so good, right? Like little bite-sized weenies, like perfect. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's like a pickle on this one and the picture and a tomato that I don't even like, but I just really want a hot dog. And I think that bag of fries is really looking good to me. Yes, greasy so, bag of fries, yeah. yeah I Although think no that's one in my future. The- Gene and Jude's fries, by the way, I figured out why they're so delicious. Why? And when they're um, when they're frying the fries, they add beef fat to the oil. Oh. So it, it, yeah, that's what makes them so delicious. It's always something. It's like You're my right? grandma's potato salad one time made with her, and there's so much mayonnaise in that thing. It's like it's just like you learn how to make things that are so good, and you're like, oh, it's like three sticks of butter. That makes sense, right? Like that's so delicious because it's like a pound of sugar in there, <laughs> right? And it's supposed to be a vegetable dish, but it has a pound of sugar in it. Yeah, well, I don't so. know that I want to go all the way to Gina and Jude's, but you're really messing with my stomach right now. I'm, I'm sorry, Gina Jude's. It. Doesn't it sound so good it really does teen and dudes that you don't even have to mess around you walk in and you walk out with your dogs in like five minutes uh so i don't know if you've been uh playing bingo still stuff but did i think you... I, my card is just in the garbage at this point you know like who you've the fuck your knows ass what's gonna happen yeah <laughs> So um, get your 2020 bingo cards out, folks, because I bet you no one had Rudy Giuliani getting caught being a perv by fucking Borat. (laughs) Steph, come on. He was tucking in his shirt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you see the picture? He's laying. He actually looks like uh, Weekend at Bernie's. He looks like a cadaver. He was also like I just saw the clip. I didn't watch the new Borat yet, but he was like touching her quite a bit too before he laid down on the bed. So like you're just a fucking creep and you're gross and you got caught. Right. Well, and here's Borat explaining things. (laughs) Yog Shamash, I here to defend America's mayor, Rudolph Giuliani. (laughs) What was an innocent, sexy time encounter between a consenting man and my 15-year-old daughter had been turned into something disgusting by fake news media. I warn you, anyone else try this, and Rudolph will not hesitate to reach into his legal briefs and whip out his subpoenas. Chenkui, 
<laughs> whip out his subpoenas. <laughs> they said um, that he made this one like for his daughter. Like it's a lot about like pedophiles and stuff. I don't oh, know how really? true that is, but yeah, I saw something about that. He has like a teenage daughter, so they think that's why he made this one kind of trying to call people well, out. His wife isn't his wife Isla Fisher? Yeah. 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 Um I don't know. I totally forgot that he would do that whole yakshimash because that's <laughs> my ex's whole family is Ukrainian. And so the grandma, we'd always be like, yakshimash. <laughs> I feel like we said that to someone who was Polish. Is it just like an Eastern European thing? Probably because then at the end he said dziękuję, which um, my dad always had. So my dad's family came from Slovakia. So his his famous toast like if you ever had to give a toast anywhere he'd say to the three polish cowboys ginatri jinkuye and gin dobre <laughs> so <laughs> that that was his like his cheer you know his uh whatever you call it there was um a funny video i'll post it to the instagram this uh woman said she kept like taking a video of her saying my wife my wife to her she's lesbian obviously mm -hmm. and it's just like a really funny compilation of her like her wife getting so pissed because she just keeps popping up and like my wife my wife it was pretty well, good i actually found a guy on um tiktok and i freaking love this guy like he needs to make an album of these songs he makes up just to piss his girlfriend off um oh was it the one that woke her up well yes but then there's another one where With i guess the maxwell she, song she was she ate too much and she is in the bathroom shitting her brains out and he's sitting outside the bathroom singing her a song. He's so, actually got a really good voice. He does. So here's his um, poop serenade. <laughs> you said we were gonna spend tonight But you ate that last apple pie now your stomach isn't feeling right I told you that didn't smell alright And now you're pooping your life away Oh my gosh, shut up! Oh, you're pooping your life away Yeah, you're pooping your life away Now we can't smash, cause you got hella gas. You better wash your ass. You know it's not cool. But what else can I do? <laughs> so to, the TikTok didn't play the whole song, but oh my gosh, he is hilarious. So if you're looking to laugh, um, and that's all she was like on a conference call and he was like, no, I will not lick your ass. Like oh, he's I singing this. She's like, I'm on a call. And he just keeps going and she's just like laughing like this is ridiculous. So I just saw the one where he put the the speaker on the bed. She was sleeping and, he started and he's singing like, you're, you're going to be late. Be late. You're gonna... She's like, why don't you wake me up? What are you doing? And he just kept singing. But I was like, damn, his voice is actually pretty decent. So it's at y.x.official on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I thought that was so funny. You're pooping your life away. <laughs>
poop in your life. As long what as everyone on... wants to hear when they have an upset stomach. Right. Like, I don't, you know, I want you to be like, are you feeling okay? How are you doing in there? I don't want somebody recording and singing while I'm pooping. Like, that's silly. Um, this week we have the, uh, it's the, the, it's the Italian word of the day. And I can't really remember how to pronounce it. But these guys are funny. They were the ones that were singing that uh, mask song, the two Italian guys. So here's oh, these yeah. guys. Today's broken English Italian word of the day is pick it up. Yeah, it's the word. It's the word. Pick it up. Yes. No worry. I'm going to give you a story, okay? okay. I was walking the park, okay? And I was behind this lady. She had a little dog, okay? It's a little dog. I said, hey, it's a nice dog. I said, what kind of dog do you got? She said, it's a little shit. Excuse me? It's a little shit, so that's what she said. That's what they call the dog shit. Shih tzu. Shih tzu. That's what, yeah, they're called the shih tzu. Shih tzu. That's what I said, shih tzu. So I said, okay, that's nice. I start to walk around, around. Then I see, okay? I see, cow. I'm sick of my stomach when I see this shit. Okay? All of a sudden, the dog, it takes shit. This shit takes shit, okay? <laughs> then she starts to walk again. Oh. Okay, she started to walk. I said, oh, oh, excuse me. Excuse me with your little shits. It take the bitty shits over there. You gotta pick her up for the shit, okay? She said, I'm sorry, I don't have my bag. I said, hey, 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 I have a bag for you. Because you want a bag got, in your hand? I got my little dog, okay? Oh. But he wasn't on that. I said, hey. Then she go, oh, I said, pick it up the shits from your shits and put it in the shit can, okay? <laughs> no, give me no shit, lady, okay? Because that's not right. No. Shit all over the place, right. and then what happened? I step in the shit, and then I gotta go in my oh, house, no, no. and I'm like, I'm going Why are you mad? Why are you mad? I don't give a shit. Pick it up. <laughs> Word of the pick day it was up. pick it up. <laughs> Those guys crack me up, though. My friend's dad, who's from Italy, he sounds exactly like um, like the inflection on the words and everything yeah. just cracks me up. Uh, yeah. So I think that I forget what those guys were called. They're on Facebook. That's where I find all this fun stuff. Uh, so, Steph, because it's Halloween time, I have a mm -hmm. scary book club choice for you this this week. Oh, God. Okay. Um, it's called The Haunted Vagina. It's by a Carlton Carlton Mellick the Third. <laughs> okay. Um, there's actually 484 reviews out there. Uh, it's got three and a half stars out of five. Uh, let me just read you the description. You might want to pick it up, and you know if you you don't have anything to watch, you could read. Uh, and it was published in 2006. And uh, it's difficult to love a woman whose vagina is a gateway to the world of the dead. Steve like is it. madly in love with his eccentric girlfriend, Stacy. Unfortunately, their sex life has been suffering as of late because Steve is worried about the odd noises that have been coming from Stacy's pubic region. <laughs> <laughs> she says that her vagina is haunted. She doesn't think that it's that big of a deal. But Steve, on the other hand, completely disagrees. I mean, who among us? I think we all have haunted vaginas. Like <laughs> ghosts I don't know. Stacy had a living corpse climb out of her during an awkward oh, night okay. of sex. <laughs> 
Um, and that's how she learned that her vagina was a doorway to another world. So she persuades Steve to climb inside of her vagina to explore the strange new place. But once it, he is inside, it, he finds it difficult to return, especially once he meets an oddly attractive woman named Fig, who lives within the lonely haunted world between Stacy's legs. <laughs> So. Um, I'm gonna let you read it and just let me know how it goes. Uh, I want to hear more about Fig. <laughs> what an it's imagination! It's only a hundred pages, so yeah. Oh, read. I could read that in twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. but that's too funny. Haunted My vagina's vagina. haunted. <laughs> well, I had cobwebs for a little while. I got those cleaned out. <laughs> Um, so stuff, we all have mommy issues, but here's a new show on TLC and it's called Smothered. So it's yeah. a small S with a capital Mothered. Um, and I don't know that I could watch this. I, I think really it's don't. like the third season because I watch a lot of, uh, you know, 90 Day T- Fiance. Okay. <laughs> and there's a lot of commercials for it. Um, people are fucking weirdos. This is especially weird. Yeah, so Mary, 55, and her 19-year-old daughter, Brittany, live together in Jensen Beach, Florida, and um, they shower together every day. Um, So they've opened up about this unusual close bond on the reality show Smothered, and uh, on the episode, you can actually see them in the shower together. So, I mean, I'm on Pornhub enough that this probably is like a subgenre on there. Um. (laughs) So they, the mom revealed to the New York Post that she started showering with Brittany to help her deal with anxiety attacks due to hot water. Bitch, take a cold shower then. Don't p- tell your mom to come in there with you. Yeah, that's um, really strange. Yeah, so she said that's how I started getting in the shower with her is just to comfort her because she would freak out. And she does admit that her bond with her daughter has strained her relationship with her live-in boyfriend. I guarantee you he's like tugging his dick while they're in the shower together every day to strain the relationship. Shit. People are not watching that. I mean, I'll admit I took a bath with my mom once, but it was a hot tub with a bazillion bubbles in it. It was a huge like jacuzzi tub. You know what I mean? We were on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take a jacuzzi. My mom's like, I want to come in. I'm like, fine. And we put so much fucking soap in there that the bubbles were to the ceiling. We were laughing so hard, but I didn't (laughs) ask her to wash my asshole for me. You're not doing it every day either. Mm -mm, Creepy. Uh, Steph, I found a burger for you. <laughs> no fucking way. I can't even believe this is real. Well, I guess they do an exotic meats month. This um, Bowl City Burger and Brewery in Durham, North Carolina. And so they do they do, like they do all these different exotic meats. And um, apparently, I guess this was a few months ago, but they had a burger topped with a tarantula. Disgusting. I don't know that I could eat a spider. No way. No. Mm-mm. But you even, I, like, the fact that you're even kind of like, oh, I might be able to do it. What? No, I don't think I could. I ate, well, I ate a lollipop with a scorpion in it, but when I got to the scorpion, I just threw it out. Um, But, and I've eaten, like, I think chocolate-covered ants, but I don't know that I could eat a tarantula. Mm-mm. Like, I, I would think that their legs would be kind of, like, crunchy. Like there's French a spider on my ceiling the other day and I was like screaming and I'm like, Albert, get it. He's just staring <laughs> at me. 
and uh, it like stayed where my ceiling fan is so i had to like stop my fan because i couldn't like and i had like a box and i just like one two three and, like jabbed it up there and smushed it but i was freaking out no well yesterday spiders i brought in all my plants from outside and um apparently in one of my ferns there must have been like one of those big giant like it looked like a baby tarantula it was pretty big uh, and so he was in the corner in the kitchen and i'm like oh if my kids see you they're not gonna be happy so i took the spatula and i like whack i smashed it <laughs> He I thought you were really going to say you let him back outside. I know people do that. Hell I wish I could no. be like that. I can't. I'm like, if you're outside, bug, I will leave you alone. But if you're in my house, you're fucking dead. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit. Ugh, I'm not going to be eating the tarantula burger. No, but you will eat this. I know you will. I will. I've been eating a lot of this. <laughs> so apparently um, you don't even have to go to like Walgreens and buy Halloween candy. You can just go straight to the Hershey's website and you can order a two and a half pound box of Reese's peanut butter cups and it'll ship straight to you from the factory. So you can't even get these any fresher. And they're about 30 bucks and they're shipped in in a cool, like cool shipping. So they don't melt. They're not going to be ruined. And um, so but it's for only a limited time. So if you want this, you got to get on it. So go to the Hershey website. I think I'm well stocked on Reese's right now with my birthday gift. You gave me a bag of Reese's cups, two things of pieces. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I gave you some candy. I love my Reese's. Gave you some booze, some candy. Yeah. All sorts of fun stuff. Uh, So I've got a little bit of sports news stuff this week. Are you ready? I am. Um, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They kind of got busted on a hot mic. I don't know why these people don't realize they have a hot mic. But more people, like, they don't pay attention, I guess. Um so they got caught on a hot, uh, hot mic mocking the NFL military pregame flyover. So here it is. It's a lot of jet fuel just to do a little flyover. That's your hard-earned money and your tax dollars at work. That stuff ain't happening with Kamala Biden ticket. I'll tell you that right now, partner. Tell you that right now, partner. <laughs> I saw something about this, but I didn't hear it. But I do feel like... I mean, if it's an empty stadium, why are they doing a flyover? You know, I didn't even think about I just thought like eh, it is kind of wasteful in general, like unless it's a holiday or if it's a game that's honoring like a veteran. Do you know what I mean? Like then I I can see why you would have like a military flyover. And, you know, a lot of those games when it would be a full stadium, they do. Uh, we don't we usually any even minor league. We th- There's usually some sort of a military guy out there that they're honoring at that game. And you get up and you salute and you do all that stuff, right? But yeah, yeah. if it's an empty stadium, why? Yeah, like, I don't even like Joe Buck, but I feel like he has a point. Yeah. Well, somebody had a cartoon of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and it was like big flappy Dumbo ears. And I'm like, yeah, they kind of look like that. <laughs> uh, must be from wearing the helmets all those years. It ruins their ears. Um, I'm really not familiar with this guy, but I recognize his name, Manti Teo. Isn't he the one that got catfished? Oh, is that why I recognized his name? I think it is him. Yeah. So he is played the for no- girl, Notre Dame. Then the Dame. girl died of cancer, but she was just- just catfishing him. <laughs> oh, you know, I was trying to explain to somebody what catfishing was because they had never heard of it. And then 
I was scrolling How on Facebook. How do they not know what catfishing is? I don't know. They like live under a rock. I have no idea. And then all of a sudden, apparently Facebook heard me talking about catfishing. So this video popped up and it was these three, maybe four young girls. They were all friends. And apparently the one young girl decided to pretend she was a boy and did like all this like cyber sex shit with these girls. She actually went on Her dates friends? with them. Yes, went on dates with them, but she would like wear like a a hat and she wouldn't talk. Like so they They're wouldn't real rec- stupid. Come but on. she actually ended up like having oral sex with a couple of these They're girls. Real stupid, these girls. And they were so stupid. If it's one of your good friends, you don't fucking know that's your friend in a hat. That's like my problem with Superman. You don't know that that's Superman because he's not wearing glasses or you don't know that's Clark Kent. Get out of here. Dude, even the police, when they they got a hold of this, what they thought was a boy, they didn't realize it was a girl until they made her take the hat off and all of her long hair came down. Oh, my God. It went that far. And she pretended to be like three different boys. And catfished all these girls. I don't know how in 2020. I just saw a commercial for the new season of Catfish. How the fuck are people still getting catfished in 2020? Because I don't think they know what catfished is. Come on. Uh, It's crazy, right? His computer's broken, so he can't talk. But we've been in a relationship for eight years, and I love him. What? What the fuck is wrong with you? The best one, though, is the one where it's like the guy and his girl cousin, and they're doing the whole episode, you know, like investigating. And mm-hmm. at the very end, it was the girl cousin catfishing him the whole time. Oh, <laughs> I don't think like, I ever saw that you one. You should have never called me a fat-ass Kelly Price. <laughs> Which she kind of did look like Kelly Price. So you're like, really? That's what set you over the edge to do all this? It's and I think so he much- just like randomly said that to his cousin like seven years ago. And she decided to do this elaborate catfish on him just for that. Like That's that is insane. a petty bitch. <laughs> It is. That is so fucking petty. That's a really good episode, though. Did you ever accept my invitation to join that one group? I think so. With the crazy ladies in it? Yeah, on Facebook? Yeah. I think I did. Okay. So then they had, um, because they got knocked down again, and then they had to start over again. So I sent you a new invitation. But somebody posted, like, what was the pettiest reason you ever stopped talking to someone? And I I went on there, and I'm like, his beard smelled like balls. <laughs> and all these ladies are like, oh, that's not petty, honey. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, it was kind of funny. Mine was three strikes. It was the Crocs on the first date. Oh, Shit, what was crocs. the second one? To a date? No, not to a date. Yeah, no. Ah, I can't remember the second one. The third, the straw that broke the camel's back was he called me the one day and wanted to like play me a song like on his guitar over the phone. And I was like, I cannot do this. This was like mortifying. I like just put the phone down for a second and sat there like this is weird. You're like, I can't go on. Yeah, they were three petty reasons, but they were valid. And I can't even remember the second one. So that's that's kind of funny i don't know i don't think i could have dealt with that either that's my worst nightmare someone singing to me and playing guitar somebody serenading you especially while you're pooping you're pooping your life away (laughs) i would prefer that where there's a door between us and that's happening then some because i think the thing that's awkward is like what do you do you look at them and smile like that just feels so fucking weird I don't know. I mean, if it was John Mayer, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm sucking your dick after that. I don't even think I'd want, I don't know. I'm just not, 
I guess if it was Justin Timberlake, maybe. Right? You wouldn't say know. no to him serenading. I still even if feel awkward. Even if he was standing outside the bathroom door singing, you're pooping your thighs. He has way. kind of serenaded me before. There you go. Fine. At a concert, right? Yeah. Lucky Where I, I just didn't let go of his hand while he was singing. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. You had I'm your saw in the pocket. It. You were like, I'm going to cut his hand off. Like, <laughs> I want his hand forever. Uh, I swear people around me at those concerts just got to think I'm a fucking nut job. No, oh. I think that when people are true fans, like that, that's a sincere form of flattery. You the know? one in Vegas when B and I had VIP, Jessica Beale and like two of her friends were in front of us, like across the, the stage because it was mm-hmm. like a, a backstage in the VIP. And they were just like laughing at me. Like they just, they seemed to love me. I didn't even give a shit because I'm just like in a whole nother world. But later, me and B were talking about it. I was like, those guys were like really <laughs> watching me the whole time. She's like, yeah. But they were like Jessica Beale's friends. So she's probably like, what is this bitch doing? Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be like, yeah, I get you- my life. I get my life. Right. Yeah. Fuck those girls. Uh, we had listener feedback this week. Uh, thanks to LB, superfan Laura. She actually sent me over an article about the fair tax. Remember we had said, like, people, if you know anything about it, send it on yeah. over. Um, and the whole thing about this article, and I've seen a little bit more about it online, is that we talked about how that that one little like fine print says that then Illinois would have like the ultimate decision over taxation, regardless if they're raising or lowering. But I think the main concern is people are like, okay, so now they would have the power to tax our retirement funds and our pension. So um, that's what this article was about. Like, it's not worth it to like get a break for a couple dollars and then give them the ultimate decision to do whatever they want in the future. Yeah. I think it just comes down to like, you can't really trust that they're gonna right. know, do it the right way. Well, um, and I, you know what? I yeah. could see if they would restructure pensions because I was telling my kids, I'm like, motherfuckers, if you go back to school, you need to be a teacher. Like you could teach in Illinois, get your tenure, whatever, retire, get that pension and then go to another district and retire, get another pension from there. And then you could move to a whole nother fucking state, teach down there and retire and collect your pension from there. And these pensions get like a a 3% um, increase every year. It's insane. What's killing I'm Illinois? I'm a union family, so I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. And I am, I used to just be, I don't know, dumb, but I've never been more jealous of like my dad and brother being in unions and having a pension. <laughs> well, I that was that. my dad. My dad was in the elevator workers union and he, honestly, the only reason why he kept working like while he was doing chemo and stuff was because they were restructuring, I think, his pension or something. So he had to hang in there. So that when he passed away, that my mom would get this pension. Yeah. And I mean, shit, she she got all these properties and stuff. So the pension must be okay. It, um, I don't know. It's, it's a thing that I've thought about. Like, what can I do so I can get something like that? Teach. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I taught for years. It's fun. It's exciting, but not right now. Fuck that. 30 no kids way. on a Zoom call all day long? Forget that. 
And now they're finding like all these crazy things happening. Like in Chicago, this one boy like was sexually molesting this poor little seven-year-old or eight-year-old girl while she was on like the Zoom classroom. Yeah, I saw that like the teacher saw it happening or something. Yes, like just horrible. And that's what well, I feel and- bad for. All these poor little kids that are stuck at home that that can't even have access to school. They can't even find half these kids. Like that that's just a hot mess with all the In lighter clubs. news, my cousin's son, I think he's in kindergarten or first grade. They do gym, which I never thought about. They have to do like gym over Zoom. And I don't know. They were all up dancing and he mooned his class, (laughs) (laughs) which is her fault because she I told her I've probably seen her ass every year. Oh, this is your cousin that moons everybody. Yeah, it's her son. Like I was like, no shit. He did that. Of course he did that. And she said she had to like jump on there and like turn the camera off real fast. She's like, I don't know if anyone saw, it. no one said anything, but like, oh my she gosh. was mortified because that could be like really bad too, you know? Like, right. Yeah. Little... So, how was your class today? <laughs> we saw Jacob's butt. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's some funny stuff happening too. <laughs> Well, I mean, even with the adults, like they don't realize the camera can see that, that they have no pants on. That or... fucking guy, that New York Times guy. I almost put it on the outline, but I was like, I just hate everyone. Well, the he wasn't was wearing pants. Or... Yeah. So then he got busted. And then people are defending him. Like no one's saying there's anything wrong with masturbating, but like you're fucking working. You're on a meeting. You really, really had to do that then. And yeah. if you really, really had to do that, then make sure your camera's off, you dumb fuck. Right. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. 2020, man. <laughs> well, we've got one uh, Corona story news really fast. So where's Cardi B here? Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, this is real! This is getting real! Woo. 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 Caught it be. Uh, I don't know that I would want this stuff, but apparently people want it. I would um, so not. Jack in the Box just released a face mask that smells like fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a great idea. I think it's a good marketing thing, but I just don't think I would. I don't think I could do that. I, if it smelled like j- watermelon Jolly Rancher or... I don't know, flour, something good, but I wouldn't want to be breathing in fried chicken all day. There's been times where, and it's not my breath because I brush my teeth, but like if I have the mask on and I'm like, I don't know what it is. I get like nauseous. Well, I have been getting nauseous more lately too. But like I was walking Albert last week and I was like, oh, I'm going to throw it. Like I had to pull my mask down and like I like was almost throwing up in the park. (laughs) But, like, there's something where I get nauseous wearing the mask sometimes. So I think having that in there would really fuck me up. Yeah. I don't know. The other day I had, like, my... I buy my favorite masks that I've gotten so far. Like I bought one from Roxy, Superfan Roxy, and she put a filter in it, which was cool. Um, But obviously you can't just have one mask. So Target has masks for men, women, and children. And they're, like, four bucks for two of them. They're really a good price. And the prints are cute and they have a pocket in there for you to put a filter in. And if you don't have a filter, like Roxy just made hers out of um, a vacuum bag. But you can use, they're saying like the Zep shop towels. You know what I'm talking about? Like the blue shop towels. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you take two of those and fold them up, they make a perfect they make a perfect filter. And so the Target masks. Next time I go to Target stuff, I'll buy you some because they're cotton like. Mm, I just bought um, Old Navy. They don't have filters, but they have like a pack of five for 12 bucks. So I bought a couple because I only had like the blue ones. I'm like, I kind of wanted like some printed ones at least. Well, just when you have those. So the other day I took off my Target mask and I had it sitting on my desk and then I had a banana on top of it. So when I went to put my mask on later, I'm like, oh, wee, this smells like a banana. So I was like breathing in banana for a little while until it wore off. But yeah. So, so you just, didn't like the, the food smell in there? I just, I don't know. Bananas can be really strong, I think. Like, I like bananas, but the scent of bananas sometimes. That's weird. Um, but so the reason why Jack in the Box made this fried chicken mask is because they're launching their un-chicken sandwich. Is that so a vegetarian? It, it's a plant-based alternative Um that's close enough to real chicken. So they're trying it out. So So that can go right into dating because there's a a new app, a dating app for you. Oh, okay. Let's go there. It's It's called Vegly. Vegly. Because you like your dating apps. Oh, okay. (laughs) But you have to be a vegetarian. Hmm. It's called Vegly. It has members in 181 countries, 40,000 in the U.S. alone. Wow. Um, and you get vegan and vegetarian users that you can match with. So check it out. You can Usually eat your jack in the box on yeah. chicken and, and start swiping. But I think what people don't realize is that the this like the fake beef and the fake chicken, they they're made out of cows and chickens. So it's like they they're taking cells from a cow and cells from a chicken and they're just creating them in a lab so they're not letting the chickens and the the cows grow organically they're growing them in the lab but it's still meat based from what i understand so uh, i know i can't do tofu it's like too spongy yeah, tofu, it takes a special person to really enjoy tofu. That. Plus, tofu doesn't really have a flavor. You got to, like, put it in something to make it taste like something. Ooh, I can't wait to get me some hot dogs. <laughs> All right, we'll get through this really fast. Well, speaking well, of hot dogs, I got some positions. Let me do my my sexy. There's some hot dogs in this house. <laughs> yes. There's some whores in the house. Sunday, October 25th. (laughs) Okay. Right Foot Red. So basically, they're playing a game of Twister. And they're, they're, you know, getting it in. I was going to say. the old dick twist. (laughs) The old dick twist. I was going to say, does the guy have his foot in the haunted vagina and she's got her period? (laughs) That's Right Foot Red. Oh, Red. I don't know if she has her period. I don't see a string hanging or anything. <laughs> we but, could change that up. Draw a string <laughs> for next year. <laughs> I think because the alliteration works, maybe that's why they picked red. And then this will be coming out on October 27th. And um, we got a nice little desk and desk chair. Uh, you know, they love these rolling chairs and rockers. The mm-hmm. second interview. And somehow they're both on this chair. It's a very strange one. I'll definitely have to post yeah. it because it looks like know. one of those big chairs that you take pictures in. 
The okay. way that they're both on it is like strange. Hmm. Well, they do love the chair positions in that book, I must say. They take creative liberties with the the actual specs of the chairs, though, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's that Canadian girl. No way my ass is on this chair and his whole ass is on this chair facing me. No way. Hey, no you way. never know. Nah, not this ass. You're so that was funny. when I was in the hospital and they said I had to use the bedpan. Nope, you better put that clear liquid diet up there. <laughs> I'm not sticking. Like, my one ass cheek would go on that. No. Yeah, bedpans are not my favorite. Not nope. at all. I immediately told them, you better change that diet. I'm not using the bud pan. Oh, I don't blame you. Well, that was my uncle. He called me last night. I'm like, what's up? First, he starts off like, hey, you want to watch a Steve McQueen? The you know bullet is on. And he's like, the car chase is coming up. I'm like, all right, Uncle Steve. And then he starts talking. He's got to get a colonoscopy tomorrow. <laughs> and he, I think he was, you know, he was looking for somebody to take him. So my son's taking him. But we were talking. He's like, all right, I guess I got to do this since I found a ride. Now I got to do the prep. And I'm like, oh, your <laughs> ass is up. He's like, I told him, I go, your ass is going to hurt. You let me know if you want me to drop off some preparation H or something. <laughs> I never thought Has I'd he never had it. one before. No, he's had one. He's like had several of them because he I want to say he's in his 70s. Um, but it's my dad's only brother. And uh, he lives alone, never, you know, never got married or had kids. And he lives around the corner. So he stops in and sees my kids at work quite a bit. Um, but, you know, he's like a loner. But so I knew when he was calling, like something was up. So I told him, I'm like, your butt's going to hurt for a few days. He's That's like, gonna I be know. Me. I told my cousin and her kids, I'm like, I'm going to be bothering all you guys when I'm old because I'm not going to have kids to bother. I should be calling all of you. Well, call me. I'll I'll help you. I'll call Although I kids. might be I in worse we'll shape. Be, than... Yeah, we'll both be in the same boat. I'll just be like, Joey and Davey, help us. Oh, yeah. Joe's already said, Mom, I'm living with you forever. And I'm like, that's fine by me. You cook and do stuff for me. So oh, I'm, yeah. okay with... yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, so we've got Samandy's five things. Five things that Samandy likes. These are the things that Samandy likes. Five things that Samandy likes. These are the things that Samandy likes. Woo! Thanks, Estelle. That's Telesonic from the Strays UK. We featured their new song, uh, The Coolest Undead Kids in Town, last week. And I did post the video on Facebook if you guys would like to check that out. Uh, so this week on Samandy's list, again, stuff. I know you think I'm weird, but I do my 1210 mass during the week. Oh, and, yeah. um Father Paul Very was in like, weird. he was in the weirdest mood. Like he was a little snarky. And then, you know, he comes up and he sh to shut off the iPhone, you know, that's doing the Facebook live or the iPad, whatever they use. And he like whispers into the, into the camera and he goes, if you can't be good, be careful. <laughs> I was like, Father okay. Paul, you're nuts. It was, he's hilarious. So um, that was number one on my list because it just made me laugh so hard, you know, because you know, I don't know. He was pretty serious. It was a serious mass. And then at the end, if you can't be good, be careful. <laughs> just add in a little something, something to it. Mm -hmm. um, and then number two on my list, we're all into like saving the world, saving the earth. And I, ever since Marshall Fields went out of business, Nordstrom has been like my department store of choice. And um, I got an email from them that you can now bring in all of your empty beauty containers, like from your makeup products, even if they're sample size. 
And um, you can just bring them into any Nordstrom store and drop them off. It's called Beauty Cycle. And I want to say, like, when you first do it, you get, like, a $10 gift card or gift certificate. So um, if you're into recycling and you're, you know, you, you like your beauty products, like, look into Nordstrom for, you know, recycling and shopping there instead. That's good to know. Yeah. 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 And then number three on my list. So remember we talked at the top of the show about like what would happen if Trump did win. There is an extremely eye-opening episode of a podcast, Radiolab. I don't know if you've ever heard of Radiolab. I've heard of it. Um, So Radiolab did a what if episode. And when I was listening to it, I'm like, fuckers, why are you even putting this out there? Now they're going to know how to do this. (laughs) Like I was getting pissed because I, you know, I was like, oh my God, you're, you're showing them how to like circumvent, you know, kicking them out of the white house. Like, So what they did is, um, so I got a blurb and it says, there's plenty of speculation about what Donald Trump might do in the wake of the election. Would he dispute the results if he loses? Would he simply refuse to leave office or even try to use the military to maintain control? Last summer, Rosa Brooks got together a team of experts and political operatives from both sides of the aisle to ask a slightly different question. Rather than arguing about whether he'd do these things, they dug into what exactly would happen if he did. So part war game, part choose your own adventure, Rose's transition integrity project doesn't give us any predictions, and it isn't a referendum on Trump. Instead, it's a deeply illuminating stress test on our laws, our institutions, and on the commitment to democracy written into the Constitution. And it is very eye-opening. Like, Do we feel good? We feel bad about this or what? Um... You know, there were like, it was almost like when you play a game and they're like, outcome, win, Trump, outcome, win, Biden, you know, outcome, uh, ambiguous results. Like there, and then they interviewed like some military guys that were experts. And quite frankly, it's kind of scary. Like there are some pretty realistic scenarios that can happen like you know he can militarize things if he doesn't like the way it goes and then they have like these uh there have been a couple elections where plainly was like the electoral college thing really fucked it up like we know for a fact that happened with hillary but it happened with another uh, it happened with another election where it, it was in the favor of republicans and they've tried to get rid of the electoral college and it never passed. So it's not like they haven't tried, but mm-hmm. they haven't tried since like the 70s, which is crazy. Um, so it's really eye opening and definitely causes you to pause and be like, yeah, I mean, realistically, this shit could happen. So I don't think I need more of that. I'll just trust your assessment. Yeah. But I mean, they definitely like, they cover the Constitution. They cover all sorts of stuff. Because the Constitution really doesn't have detailed uh, detailed information on how to resolve issues like that might happen. So then who is going to make the deciding, you know, call? Is it Congress? Like, who's going to figure this out? So it definitely is kind of crazy. 
Um, <clears throat> number four on my list this week, Steph, this is a better one. Uh, CBD salve. Like I, a coworker gave me CBD cream cause my back was hurting and my son's back was hurting him too. And, uh, it worked like a fucking charm. Like it was beautiful and there's no THC in it. So I don't understand how it works, but it works and you can get it at the grocery store. I didn't have to go to the pot store for it. Yeah, I think it so it it helped and you feel good. It uh yeah, and I slept really good. The only thing I noticed like when you said about the Molly, like you did the Molly and you felt great and then the next day you were just like not balanced. I I don't know, I mean it could have been me, but I put it on all over my back and my elbow cuz my elbow was hurting me and then I obviously slept great. But like the next day I was a little edgy. I was like a little cranky. So hmm. I don't know what that was about. I'll have to try it again and see. Yeah. But I guess, I guess like you can buy CBD gummies. Like, so if it's not the THC that's working, there's something in the CBD apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I got all kinds. I, yeah. I got to educate myself on this business. I don't know where my CBD oil is now that you mention it. Yeah. This one, my coworker gave me a brand new little jar and I'm like, well, you know, can I replace it for you? She's like, well, try it. If it works, keep it. And I'm like, well, no, I would like to give you. She's like, I got it at the grocery store. I'm like, oh, okay. Like next time I go to the grocery store, I'll get you some. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it worked. So I don't know. Maybe I need to get some gummies now too. I'm willing to try anything. And I I love Vicks Vapor Rub. So I wonder if I could mix the CBD cream with Vicks Vapor Rub. Just like that be my go-to cream of choice at night (laughs) why would you mix them just i don't know they're like the same consistency i guess i don't know i just love the menthol i don't know weirdo (laughs) um and then number five on my list steph what's your favorite halloween candy is it the reese's it's gotta be the reese's yeah i got super excited when my kids had the hundred grand bars and their mm. halloween goodie bags from so grandma. we have fun size candy all over our office and yeah. we did used to fight over the hundred grands because they were like a, a unique one that you really wouldn't get you know yeah because i mean is it me i don't really see hundred grands just sitting on the shelf at the gas station right, right? so i think that's why we would all fight over them those are good they are so good and usually like you know we do like a, a trip up to canada kind of in the late summer early fall when they already have their canadian like bags of halloween candy out and i didn't think i would be missing that this year but i definitely am like they would have the coffee crisp and the arrow bars and so I'm kind of, I'm missing my Canadian candy. I do have to say, though, if I have to pick all-time favorite, have you ever had a, had a take five? Okay, I almost bought you some for your birthday Those gift. Those are really good, yeah. Oh, uh, yes, I've had a take five. But, you know, and Reese's is really, they've done, like, the white cups with the pieces in them and then the chocolate cups with the pieces in them. Like, they've really done a whole lot of variety going on there. Like Oreo? Yeah, like Oreo. Somebody had... Oreo with like the dental form wax in the middle. Like they were just being silly. <laughs> but what, do you remember when you were little that Reese's peanut butter cups had the one with like the crunchies on top of it? No. Yeah. See, those were my favorite and they don't make them anymore. Good old candy stuff. Even though like right now I'm sitting here going, I probably overdid it with the candy for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> 
Uh, Tis the right. season. It is. It totally is. Um, so this week we are going Chicago style for our song of the week. And uh, this is a Chicago-based band, and they are called the Red Spot Rhythm Section. And this song is called Hard to Give Thanks. <laughs> It's hard to give thanks when you're feeling low, boy. It's hard to give thanks when you're feeling low. I'm looking deep into your eyes, wondering what I'm seeing there. You gave me the best years of your life, that's true. But I fear my future's off somewhere. It's hard to give thanks when you're feeling low, boy. It's hard to give thanks when you're feeling low. It's hard to give thanks when you're feeling low, boy. It's hard to give thanks when you're feeling low. I'm putting down our kids' bedtime. Say, what are you thankful for? He says, I can't be thankful for nothing today. Turn out the light when you close the door. called Hard to Give Thanks by the Red Spot Rhythm Section. And uh, that is the brainchild of Chicago-based musician and multimedia artist Joshua Siegel. Red Spot Rhythm Section fuses folk and reggae on the new single Hard to Give Thanks. And that track was released uh, last Friday, Friday, October 23rd. And you can find them on SoundCloud. That's where you know, we found them. Actually, they found us. <laughs> so if you would like to submit your music to us, you can go to radiomisfits.com, click on the tab that says submit music, follow the prompts, please add your links and send it on over and you could be featured on one of our future shows. And that Chicago based musician. <laughs> Your song was brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from tweakedaudio.com. Enter discount code BITCHES at checkout for 33% off your entire order, free shipping, and a lifetime limited warranty on everything you buy. Tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com. And the word is bitches because our previous podcast was was called Dishing Bitches. And we couldn't. um, We wanted to just keep bitches. We couldn't move away from that. Like, why not? It's a fun word. It's, you know, it's a multi-purpose word. So So I don't know if we want to finish up our our mishap last week. (laughs) Well, and I listen 
into it, and I'm like, well, I mean, everybody, like, you're growing stuff. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? He left so, that in. I didn't listen yeah. to the whole thing. I should have passed It didn't sound horrible, but people could obviously tell. And let me tell you. So remember I blamed it on the ghost? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I'm over here in my bedroom, and I was getting ready the other day, and I put, I always wear, like, a tank top. I layer in the fall and the winter. And, like, I had one random string, like, hanging off the tank top and I pulled on it and it like undid the hem and then I had this random thread all over the place so then I took it off and I'm like yeah fuck you ghost you just want to see my tits again like I'm talking to the ghost (laughs) and then something else happened oh so my son got a payday like a regular size payday in his grandma's Halloween goodie bag that she gave him and he tried to give it to me and I was like no no that's your candy like grandma gave that to you I've got enough candy um you know you keep it so then then he like comes home the next day and he's like where's my payday I put it right here and I was like I don't know dude like you tried to give it to me I didn't eat it so where'd you put it and he had like a total shit attack I was looking forward to my candy bar I wanted that candy it was horrible. But that morning stuff, we were all standing in the kitchen and you heard, plainly heard like a phone or an alarm on a phone that's on silent. It was just, mm, 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 mm. and it was vibrating and we're all holding our phones and we're standing in the kitchen. So where was this coming from? I went down into the basement thinking like, well, maybe there's an alarm on the furnace that's going off. It wasn't downstairs. We could only hear it in the kitchen. And so my thought was, is I was like, you know what? There's probably somebody living in the attic and he ate your fucking payday. <laughs> or, or And then I said, there's a ghost. <laughs> so, so you think the ghost um, messed with the show last week? And had, the- had his cell phone on vibrate mm-hmm. and ate a payday. And ate the payday. I know. I got to work and I'm telling the people and they're like, have you ever checked your attic before? I'm like, no. And they're I like, mean, you- <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I I always think of that terrifying that I survived show where that lady had that guy living in her attic. He almost killed her. I mean, she was like really messed up, but he jumped down in like a ninja outfit one day when she was home alone. So it's just so scary. Like yeah, and, I probably shouldn't and, tell you this right now, but at least if the boys are there, you guys can go look at it together. Well, the only way to get into the attic is through Joe's room and his closet is such a disaster. There's no way because the access is in his closet. There's no way somebody's climbing in and out of that attic through his bedroom. There's no way. And I w- okay. I'll admit, like, I don't ever really go down into the basement and there's like three doors to get into the basement. So... Could somebody be living down there? Maybe. But I mean, I don't know. I don't either, but I'm <laughs> I just blamed it you. on the ghost. He wanted to see my titties and then he ate the candy bar and then he was making noises. Well, like, it's all synchronicity because what we were talking about was the secret to never being ghosted yes, again. Synchronicity. You're going through some things right now. <laughs> synchronicity. Synchronicity. So and I think we, we only did Aries, Taurus, and Gemini. Is that right? Uh, yes. But see, oh, see, my phone was like saying no connection, no connection. Oh, so, God. yes. If I it think happens we, again, this can be real weird. It's so is the ghost. weird, right? Somebody's like, it's the ghost in my house. He's ah. like, stop talking about ghosts, ghosting. Oh. 
Yeah, so we got to Gemini, I believe. So we can yeah, go into we cancer. Said, so we said, yeah, because Gemini was like, the only way you could stop him from ghosting is like grab a shamrock and wish for the best. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I felt very triggered by my description, but it, it's it's dead on. I am quite the Gemini. So, well, let's me. see what the next one is. Cancer. Um, cancers are extremely sensitive creatures. I don't make it up when I say they're crybabies. Okay. No, uh, and just don't. like the crustacean that symbolizes their sign, they protect their soft interiors with hard, sturdy armor. Simply put, it's hard for cancers to open up. One of their greatest fears is unrequited, unrequited vulnerability. So when it comes to ghosting, they'll usually dip before they get too close. Mm. If you do gain their trust and they open up to you, but you hurt their little soft crab feelings, they might shuffle away. At the end of the day, all they're seeking is partnership that's honest and dependable. So if they get flaky vibes, they'll leave before they are left. Hmm. So that's why they would ghost you. How to keep one from ghosting you. Establish a safe space with your relationship early on. Let them know that their emotions are okay. You're down to celebrate all their feels. When a cancer knows they're safe, they'll stick around. So yeah. Well, there you go. I well, don't accept- crybaby cancer thing. Yeah, don't don't upset your little cans or crab. Better kiss their butts. Uh, Leo, why a Leo would ghost you? Well, Leos make terrific first dates because they're theatrical and they love to entertain. <laughs> um, but some Leos are best at shows that are one night only, and they're Damn. not afraid to close the curtains on romance. Um, so they have so many fans, oops, people that are crushing on them that they like to keep their options open. Uh, Leo's love being part of a power couple. So if you don't suitably impress them, they will probably move on. Um, how to keep a Leo from ghosting enchant your Leo with long, deliberate applause. Let them show off. Uh, they're seeking someone that's more than just a partner. They're looking for a fan. So let your fabulous lion know that they're the best and that they'll stand your relationship in return. Um, by the way, don't be modest on your date with a Leo. Go ahead and drop the fact that you were the valedictorian of your high school or that you have 12,000 Instagram followers. These lions don't know the meaning of humble. And if they did, they think it's boring. So <laughs> there you go. That's pretty Davian. Um, Virgo, why a Virgo would ghost you? Though Virgos are known for their kindness, they're actually one of the biggest ghosters of the Zodiac because they can spot all of the incompatibilities very early on. They're super smart and super analytical. They expect perfection from everyone. They'd rather bounce ASAP than watch a relationship go downhill. This can leave people ghost scratching their heads, especially since Virgos can seem so into a relationship at first. That's the thing about Virgos. They seem sweet and innocent at first, but they've got another earthier side to them. So that's why they ghosted you. Keep them from ghosting. Um, Unfortunately, like a Gemini, (laughs) once a Virgo has decided that a bond is doomed, there's little you can do to convince them otherwise. Of course, you want to keep them. Try appealing to their sweet nature. Small tokens of appreciation and acts of service go a long way with this practical earth sign. Don't be afraid to show your Virgo lover that you really care. Well, there you go. Um, Get that rocking chair. (laughs) 
Libra, we just uh, ended Libra season. So why a Libra would ghost you? Um, Libras are constantly trying to find harmony and balance within their interpersonal relationships. But because their sign perceives itself as the pure mediator of the zodiac, they don't want to be limited to just one bond. So if they suddenly feel like a newfound relationship is becoming a bit too constrictive, they'll, they'll ghost you. Uh, Libras are also indecisive as fuck. So if they go on five dates with you, you might think that you're basically a couple, but they're still in the getting to know you and deciding if they actually like you phase. So how to keep a Libra from ghosting? Let them know you support their social obligations. If Libra wants to attend six back-to-back happy hours, no problem. You're down for it. Uh, As soon as they know you're along for the ride, they'll be sure to stick around. By the way, Libras love aesthetics and have a chef's kiss sense of style. So give them tons of compliments on their hairstyle, their shoes, their glasses, their style. Um, So you're definitely going to have to uh, give them lots of compliments. (laughs) Keep them around. Mm-hmm. Scorpios. A Scorpio ghosts you. Well, they have a reputation of being a lot. They might show up to your date having found your high school MySpace on the Wayback Machine or follow the maze of your Instagram tags to find out that, yes, you met your ex's parents, but no, you didn't live together. While not all astrological stereotypes are, stereotypes are true, Scorpios are intense and people need to be careful with them. Once they form an emotional connection, it's not easy for them to let go. They protect their heart at all costs, which makes them an expert ghoster. And they hold a grudge unlike any other sign. So if you yes. fuck up, don't expect a second chance. How to keep them from ghosting? Don't act surprised if your Scorpio lets a little fact slip that they could have only learned from something you tweeted back in 2017. If it's out there, expect your Scorpio to know it. Damn. And don't try to keep secrets secrets from them if they do ghost you it isn't easy to change a scorpio's mind but they're excellent at hauntings (laughs) since they have a hard time letting go okay i'll have to look and see what what sagittarius i have in my chart i mean what scorpio i have in my chart um, so here's Sagittarius, Sag Vag. Uh, why a Sag might have ghosted you? Um, Sagittarius is all about exploration, adventure, and discovery. So what other people perceive as ghosting is simply their default spirit. They're all about dipping, so people really shouldn't take their vanishing vanishing acts personally. The archer is famously non-committal. They'll commit to the right person, but they have to be sure. Uh, which is strange. I was married to a Sag. Um, so, and I'm the one that dipped. So how to keep a Sag from ghosting? Embrace their roaming tendencies. They'll feel confident in building a strong future together if you play the role of a co-pilot who's always down for anything. And by the way, don't think you're an official couple if you haven't had a real life conversation about it. Sure, it's been seven months, but if you haven't defined the relationship, your Sag might think it's just casual while you're secretly planning your couple's tattoo. I've been burned by a Sag. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't Uh -uh. know why I seem to gravitate toward them, but I think it's because I have a lot of Sag in my chart, so it just feels comfortable maybe. I don't know. Capricorn. Here I am. They're often painted as unemotional workaholics, and that's not entirely true. They definitely know how to let loose and have fun, but when it comes to dating, the end needs to justify the means. They just don't want to invest in a relationship that has no future. 
So if anything feels annoying or imperfect off the bat, they're quick to lose interest. Capricorns often have an extremely detailed five-year plan. If your goals don't match theirs or worse, you don't have any defined goals, they'll dip. Yeah, I can. Seems like yeah. you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How to keep you from ghosting. Be very clear with what you want early on so your Capricorn can determine whether relationship is feasible on their end. This earth sign really appreciates honesty. So when in doubt, always lead with the truth. And once you're in with a Capricorn, don't slack. These sea goats appreciate hard work and planning. So you better have an itinerary and a budget for that weekend trip you're suggesting. There you go. It's funny because they're sea goats. My one, my best friend, like in junior high, was a Pisces, and she would always go goat caca, and I would be like fish caca. Like we were so <laughs> stupid. Um, so Aquarius, why an Aquarius might ghost you? Um, Aquarians are revolutionary. They're passionately humanitarian and highly intellectual. They care deeply about equality, but have a difficult time applying these values to their interpersonal relationships. This makes them notorious flakes because they struggle to know if they really want a relationship to begin with or how to sort out their feelings for you. Aquarians are sometimes called robots because they can be so dispassionate. Yes, they have feelings, but if they think they have a good reason for hurting yours, then they won't think twice about it. And by the way, they're also called the weirdos of the Zodiac, and you don't have to share their obsession with Area 51 conspiracy theories, but if you make fun of it, they'll cut you loose. I <laughs> laugh because I have an Aquarius moon, so I definitely feel yeah, this. Yeah, the weird... Mm -hmm. um, how to keep an Aquarius from ghosting. Uh, if you start to notice your Aquarius lover pulling away, call them out with straightforward questions. Get real. The fastest way to their heart is through spirited debates and picking apart their noncommittal bullshit. And don't hide your eccentric side from your water bearer bay. Aquarians love the unconventional. So let your freak flag fly. Freaks. I, right. I think I'm a freak. I don't care. So... Pisces. Why a Pisces ghosted you? They're known for their incredible empathy and emotional depth. Symbolized by the fish, they're highly intuitive and can pick up on subtle extrasensory experiences that otherwise go unnoticed. The breadth of their perception can be overwhelming and in turn they swim away quickly. After all, fast movements are a fish's primary defense mechanism. By the way, they're incredibly romantic. They want that fairy tale romance, handwritten love letters, and poetry included. If your idea of romance is texting memes, Pisces will not be impressed. <laughs> How to keep one from ghosting. These water signs have rich inner worlds, so they need to spend lots of time exploring their own psyches. If they seem absent from the relationship, they probably migrated upstream. Don't try to catch them. These mysterious creatures aren't always meant for land. Pisces remind us that the journey is always the destination. Give them time to figure out their own minds. Don't push them to swim faster than they want to. In the meantime, appreciate them like the mermaids they are. Aw, mermaid. Oh, Ed. You Ed, mermaid. you're a little mermaid. You got those little sea titties on you. <laughs> Um, He's going to love that. Before we get out of the In the Stars portion, I do want to say we are in Scorpio season right now. Um, mm -hmm. So they're calling for a powerful energy shift, bringing new breakthroughs uh, over the next six months. 
So um, it, there's going to be some powerful life-changing events, especially the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get our passion and motivating um, factors rekindled, whether it's in our career, health, or love life. Expect new mental, emotional, spiritual, or financial breakthroughs. Yes, we could use some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we're just going to end on some booze news, booze news. Because we talked about that Affy Tapple beer, and they they ran out. But um, Superfan Eric brewed more. We already talked about this, did we not? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, because he works for the brewery, right? Yes. So he had he went in and brewed more, and he said that that he would set some aside for us. Oh, how nice! And then Superfan Laura actually found a couple bottles of the strawberry rhubarb from New Glarus in her fridge, and she's like, "Well, obviously we didn't go there this year, so these beers must have been from like last year." She's like, "I don't know if they'll be good anymore." I'm like, "Oh, it's beer." It'll be fine yeah like, take oh. it you never yeah. know so she said she'd set them aside for us stuff Sweet. and then um phase three brewing which did that affy tapple beer they have worked with weathered souls brewing on a new um version of black is beautiful and it's an imperial stout with vanilla added um, and then a small portion of it is going into casks for extended aging. So Sounds if good, you, yeah, and proceeds from the sales of this beer are uh, being used to bring attention and awareness to social injustices that many people of color face today. So if you would like to get some of the Black is Beautiful beer, go to blackisbeautiful.beer um, nice. to learn more. And then, Steph, if you are going to Applebee's at all, which I don't think any of us are going to any restaurants, but not, I'm not going to risk it all for Applebee's. No, for but sure. you, I wonder if they might give them to you to go. But so there's they're selling giant Halloween cocktails for only five bucks each, and oh, then damn. one of them even has a gummy brain in it. So. <laughs> Um, hmm. One is called the Tipsy Zombie, and it's a tropical blue cocktail that has Bacardi Superior, Midori, and then Gummy Brains. And then the other cocktail brains. is called Brains. The other one is called Dracula's Juice, and it's a cross between a margarita and a daiquiri. And it's made with Patron, a Bacardi Superior, margarita mix, and wild berry. Hey, so, you might be selling me on Applebee's. I know. I might just call Applebee's and like, can I get a couple and of them? Five dollars each. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, you know, they were doing like the buck ones, but maybe because these are oh, fancier. Right. Yeah, yeah, these are fancier. So, all um, right. all right then. I guess <laughs> we're gonna call it a show. We're almost at an hour, stuff. Two hours. hours. How do you do? Let me just go all the way down to my science section and make sure I didn't have anything like that we really need to know about this week. Nah, we're good. <laughs> all right. We will see you, see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.